Welcome to We Got Something to Say. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm Lee Mims, Lee Mims Productions. And I want to also point you into another direction if you're happy with what you've been hearing. You can follow me outside of the podcast. There's plenty going on. Follow me on Facebook at Lee Mims Productions page. You can follow me on Instagram at Lee Mims Productions. If you're on YouTube, type in the search engine Lee Mims. And if you're interested in literature that aligns with what you've been hearing on the podcast, there is a book entitled 365 Days of Happiness Through Preparation, Perception, and People. I want to say to you one more time, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, love, happiness, and music to you. Lee Mims Productions. We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen it up. We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen up. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Won't you listen up? We're going to judge you. We have something to say Uh, So won't you listen up Listen up We have something to say So won't you listen up I'm back. This is Lee Mims. You can find me on LeeMimsProductions.com and all the other pieces of uh, social media will be in the description. I don't even want to take time for all the websites. It's going to be in the description. I'm going to get to this top topic today. Today, we talk about 365 days of happiness. And podcast number three starts with uh, loving your neighbor. It starts and concludes. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So any information that I give that I have referenced, I will give you where I got it from, in case you want to study it, read for yourself, apply it, pass it on, what have you. So you're going to look at ChristianToday.com. You're going to look at also Bible Scriptures, Leviticus 19, 9 through 18, and 1 John 4 and 20. No, this is not Bible study. But the principles that I have, I can't lie to you. As a kid, I stayed in church. The principles that I have came from the Bible. Most of the principles that we do have when we have, uh, we talk to one another, it comes from the Bible. You might not say it does, but it does. Our laws that govern this country come from the Bible. You can say it doesn't, but why would we separate church and state if there never was once one? All right, let's go. How do we treat our neighbor right? I'm going to set the platform and then I'm going to go off on my tangents as I already do. Number one, you want to help the less fortunate slash the poor. You don't steal from them. You should not deal falsely. Number three, don't oppress or rob your neighbor. Number four, you shall not curse to death or pour the stumbling block before the blind. Number five, you shall do no injustice in court. Number six, you should not go around slandering people. Number seven, don't hate your brother in your heart. 
And number eight, do not take vengeance or bear a grudge. All right, so now let's break each one of them down. This is going to be very interesting. You got comments, go ahead and put them up. Good, bad, or indifferent. Help the less fortunate. Man, sometimes we sitting on a whole bunch of stuff. We sitting up here like a fat cat in a cheese factory. You got a whole bunch of coats. Got a whole bunch of shoes. You got a whole bunch of food. We throwing this stuff out. Why not pass that to your neighbor? If you see your neighbor walking around without no coat, he or she relatively wear the same size, you know you got about 18 coats in that closet that you're not wearing, especially if you're from the Northeast or uh, uh, up top somewhere. You know it's cold. (laughs) And you buy a coat probably every year, every two years, every three years. Or you might have a coat you just can't let go, but you're not wearing Man, go down to your local Goodwill. Pass it off there. Maybe somebody's too prideful and you don't want to give it to them because you're fearful that they won't take it. Okay, go to the Goodwill. Um, there are so many places out here. Look in your local... Uh, I was going to say Yellow Pages, but nobody does that. I'm dating myself. Check it out on the internet. Where to donate stuff. I do it frequently. My wife does it. I'm teaching my kids that. Hey, you got 88 games right here? You're only playing about 12 of them. What you going to do with the other 88? Give them to a friend. Maybe you got a friend that has more siblings than you. Maybe their parents is working hard and they can't afford the Xbox 360. But you got the Xbox One and you got PS4. Why don't you let go of that Dreamcast, that Nintendo, that Sega, that Wii, the Wii U. Pass it off. That's on a lighter note. You see somebody struggling, you got $10 in your pocket somebody struggling and you already know you done made it and they come to you for help and you know you got ten dollars and you can give it to them tomorrow's payday how would it hurt to pass that off how would it hurt help the less fortunate slash the poor don't steal man if that ain't self-explanatory i probably shouldn't even be talking to you don't steal but let's go ahead and and break that down we're going to break it down into the, the the physical if something's not yours, don't take it. Simple as that. That can be the husband taking somebody else's wife or the wife taking somebody else's husband. It could be coming in your house and I say, my justification, I've heard this over the years coming up. Oh, they got enough to spare. They ain't going to miss it. Does that change that you just stole something? Simply put, you go to the market and there's tons of loaves of bread sitting up on a shelf. If you take that loaf of bread and you get busted, what they gonna say? You stole it. Try that defense if you want. Man, y'all have plenty. Y'all got two shelves of bread. Well, if everybody thought that, it'd be theft everywhere. Stolen goods everywhere. Stores would be empty everywhere. The jails are full and the prisons are full of people who said they had enough, they wouldn't have missed it. But yet, they did miss it did get the conviction now you in prison or you in jail you don't want that you don't want that the second part of this is you shall not deal falsely do not oppress or rob him clearly robbing is different than stealing stealing is kind of like I come up in here come up in your house in your car 
your desk at work and I take something without you knowing it. Robbing is by force. Now that to me is a little bit worse than stealing. I don't like a thief, but well, you know what? I guess it depends on how old school you are. Because somebody might say, I'd rather deal with a robber than a thief. Because the thief is shady, can't be trusted. The robber clearly said, let me get your stuff. Go ahead, hand that over. I'm be honest, I don't care for neither one of y'all. The thief or the robber. Go ahead and work and get your own stuff. If not, just ask me for it. I'd be more than happy to give it to you. But please don't ask me with a gun in my face. You understand? All right. The part that I'm going to focus on is dealing falsely. Sometimes when you have your neighbor or your friend or whatever, I think neighbor is just a loose term saying your fellow man. You do a job for a fellow man and he or she is supposed to pay you. Today is payday. And you're just going to go ahead and hold that money until you feel like giving it to him. You're sitting on it. The job is done. And you're just going to hold on to that money. I'm going to go ahead and say that's dealing falsely. That's not cool. And that's shady. And I probably won't be your friend much longer if you do that to me. You shall not curse the deaf or port a stumbling block before the blind. Now that's just as plain as you can get it. You're going to go ahead and set people up where their weaknesses are. You're going to curse about me. No, I can't hear. And you're going to put something in front of me for me to trip. I'm going to go ahead and call that shade right there. You casting shade. You casting uh, hateration. You setting me up. You're going to put where my weaknesses are. Enmity and problems and, and negativity. That's not cool. Number five. We see this problem going across the land. You shall not having justice in the courts you shall not be partial to the poor defer to the great but in righteousness you shall judge your your neighbor the courts and the judicial system was supposed to be established to gain the balance uh, between the poor and the rich basically the have and the have nots but we still see today we still struggle with that I fall into the poor I don't have no high-powered lawyer on my cell phone. If I get locked up, I'm in there waiting for the public defendant. But I expect when I get to court, it should be a fair trial. More than likely, it probably won't because if I don't have any money, I'm going to have to deal with whatever comes out. But sometimes these courts favor in the positive of the haves versus the have-nots. And that's just how it goes. This is where we are, but... The word distinctly speaks against that. Number six. You should not go around as a slanderer. Why are you talking about people? I'm not even thinking about you. And you sit up here talking about me. I'm up here trying to work as many jobs, as many hours as I can to feed my family. And when I come home, I want to enjoy my family. Why are you talking about me? Oh, he think he this. Look at him. He got a whole bunch of money. No, I got a whole bunch of hours put out there. I don't have no whole bunch of money. Because believe me, if I had a whole bunch of money, I'd probably be living in a gated community. But I'm not. You understand? I would be living somewhere where I got a pool on the roof. 
pool in the basement, pool in the front yard, pool in the backyard. I have my car brought to me. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like the Jetsons. I will have something built. Remember when they had the robots washing up the Jetsons before they got out to work? I wouldn't do nothing for myself if I was a half. But I'm a have not. So I'm a hard worker and I go to work a lot. I try to provide for my family. Maybe I got a new shiny watch. Maybe my old watch broke. You ever think about that? Oh, he flossing. No, maybe I'm tired of buying 10 cheap watches. So I buy the one good watch. My dad always says, if you do it right the first time, you have to do it again. A lot of times in life, you have to work your way up to that level. Okay, maybe I bought a lot of cheesy watches. Man, I'm tired of it. I got a brand new one on my arm. Why are you judging me? Oh, he flossing. No, I got tired of the cheesy watches. So I went and got me a watch that's got a good warranty on it. Go ahead and get all my plate, my, my parts fixed when I need it. It's durable and it's going to last me now. So I can stop spending $10, $10, $10, $10, $10. If you buy 16 watches at $10, that's $160. Why not buy that one good watch? for a 160. Maybe I feel like I worked my whole life and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I deserve something great. If I'm gonna be watching the clock while I'm at work, at least I wanna be looking at a good watch and say it's worth being here. Now that's just a microcosm, that's just a piece, that's just a little small metaphor to project how people can look at you and see something totally different than what you got going on. Don't slander people. If a husband and wife is going through it, and they come to you and say, hey, this is what we got going on. I believe you can help me make it. Don't take that information and go ahead and talk about uh, uh, Mimsies. The Mimsies ain't making it. They failing. Child, she is a slut. And he is a no good lazy man. And he's a horrible father. What? Slander. That means defamation of character. You can be sued for that. But like, uh, worse than that. You know how how you looking in the powers that be eyes, how you looking in the neighborhood, how you looking in your local churches, how you looking at your job. Once people find out you were slander, they will not tell you anything. You will not be trusted anymore, and people will start staying away from you. Now you want to be salty and acting like, oh, woe is me. Nobody want to be my friend. Well, we were your friend. You slandered me. I told you something personal, and you gonna go ahead and blab it because you ain't got enough time. Talk about yourself. I talk about myself all the time. It's not an ego thing, but it's the safest bet. If I want to make a metaphor about how things go wrong, well, I'm doggone near 40 years old. There's a lot that has gone wrong from zero to 40 that I can talk about on my own. You want to talk about somebody, talk about yourself. Otherwise, it's called slander when you're talking about others. Isn't that funny how that goes? If I talk about myself, I'm just reporting or I'm building a rapport, but if I talk about somebody else, that's slander. Go ahead and talk about your own self and your wrongdoings that you've done or the mistakes you have made or such things like that. Let's move on to the next one. Don't hate your brother in your heart. Ooh, that should be a whole nother podcast by itself. A whole nother podcast by itself. How many folks sitting up here calling themselves righteous? And, and, and they hating their brother in their heart. Now, that don't mean your brother, your male factor. It could be your sister, too. Somebody in these streets. It goes back to what I said before about slandering. But this hate right here 
that's that's something different. We ain't talking about how young and may talk about I got haters, shake them off. We talking about you really hate. I wish they would die. I wish their car would break down. I hope bad comes to them. That ain't nothing but hate. Ain't nothing good coming to you. No wonder why you're sitting up there negative and by yourself. You can be in a room full of people and still be alone. Because you're sitting up on there rotting off that hate. Hate will eat you up. I try to find out if I have a grudge with somebody. I try to figure out how to let it go. I'm not perfect. I don't hate nobody. I don't hate nobody. However, I might not have forgot what you did to me because it was so painful and I trusted you. And that does borderline a, a grudge and awareness. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between holding a grudge and being aware that somebody can hurt you. Let's go to the next one. Oh, perfect. Number eight, the final one. Shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge. I just said that. Vengeance is mine, saith the good Lord. We already know that. Besides the fact you take vengeance to your own hands, you are called a vigilante and you will be locked up. You will be charged. A complaint can be brought against you. So you know what? For instance, I don't know who did it. My wife calls me the other day while I'm at work. She gonna ask me, did I move the propane tank? I'm thinking to myself, why would I disconnect the propane tank off of the grill in this cold winter? I would leave the propane tank on there, cover it up with a grill cover, and boom, that's it. I think she asked me a rhetorical question because she already knew that. She says, somebody stole our propane tank. Now, number one, I wouldn't know who stole it. I live in a community of townhouses. It could be any one of these folk, or it could be nobody. Somebody could have been walking us off from the roadway, hopped the fence, came into the townhouse community, unscrewed it, and kept it pushing. Am I holding a grudge for that person? No, because I don't even know who it is. Perhaps you needed the propane tank more than I did, obviously, if you had to come steal it. It was a big propane tank, just bought. Probably about, I'm not going to make up no number, but it was pretty expensive. It wasn't It wasn't no little bit of amount, and we bought a huge tank. That's fine. Maybe you needed it more than me. I'm going to put a spin on it. Maybe you feeding somebody off of that. Maybe you got a kid that you had to feed off of that, and you said, well, I'm going to just steal this. Hey, what can I do? I'm not going to walk around with a grudge in my heart and looking at everybody crooked. I'm taking time off of my own life. Vengeance is not mine. So why am I going to sit here and stress about it? Simply put, the good word lets you know to love your neighbor as yourself is the practice. And justice towards your fellow man. Those are the practices that are at hand. Love your neighbor as yourself. And show justice towards your fellow man. I'm Lee Mims. Check me out on LeeMimsProductions.com for all the instrumentals, lease by purchase, or if you just want to buy some music to listen to by yours truly. Have a good day. I'll treat you right.